Did you know that Canada is about to launch a federal dental plan? I mean, actually, enrollment for this plan started last month and you might be eligible. I mean, do you know enough about it? Does the plan even go far enough? Well, that's what we're going to talk about now. David McDonald is with us, a senior economist at the Centre for Policy Alternatives, who has been looking into this new dental plan. David, thank you for being here. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. So how does this plan work? What is this? Yeah, so we're actually in phase two of a three-phase plan. Uh, The first phase of the plan was for families with young children under the age of 12. Uh, They could get a set amount of money as the $650 twice uh, if you didn't have dental insurance and if your family income was under $90,000. Now we're moving into the second phase, which is a big transition. The second phase is is already underway. It actually started uh, at the end of last year. Uh, Some older seniors can apply right now to get uh, this federal dental uh, coverage. And by June of this year, all seniors, uh, all children under 18, as well as all Canadians with disabilities will be eligible for the plan. And so you you go and apply for the plan and in essence you get um, an insurance card. It's actually it's actually issued by, by Sun Life. So it's kind of like private dental insurance. Uh, and then by 2025, that's the third phase of the plan where there's no more age restriction Everybody is allowed in, but again, the big proviso being that your family income can't be over $90,000. And so this is going to be a lot of people. I mean, you know, there's almost 13 million people in Canada, uh, including young children that don't presently have dental insurance, say, through their work, for instance. Uh, This plan will, will ensure that about 10 million Canadians are eligible for additional benefits as a result of this plan. But... Uh, the proviso is is that there's about four and a half million people who won't be eligible even when the plan is fully implemented. This is the uh, adults, children, and so on, because the family income is over ninety thousand dollars, and as a result, they become ineligible for this new federal plan. Okay, so is your feeling then that this doesn't go far enough? Because you talked about the people it does cover, but it also doesn't cover a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, if you think of uh, two parents working uh, jobs, making $45,000 a year. That's a pretty modest sum in Canada these days. Uh, And if you had that family, they would be too rich to access this plan. They'd be making too much money. They'd hit that cap of $90,000 because it's family income, not an individual income. Uh, And so what that means is there are a lot of people uh, of still pretty modest means who won't gain access to this plan. you know, the, the bigger issue here is that this actually isn't how we do Medicare in Canada, right? No one's checking your, uh, you know, no one's checking your income from last year when you go to the doctor or checking your tax form when you go to the hospital. And if you make too much, then you're going to have to pay out of pocket for, you know, your kid's broken arm. That's not actually how we do Medicare. It's universal. Everybody gets access. Um, this is probably one of the biggest expansions in Medicare in decades. And it's a big expansion. A lot of folks will benefit. Um, but we need to make sure that this isn't some sort of a precedent so that other expansions in Medicare, like, say, the Pharmacare plan, where we're expecting details on that. So this would be kind of insurance for um, prescribed uh, pharmaceuticals if you don't have insurance already. Um, you know, you could imagine something similar there where all of a sudden, depending on what service you're getting, maybe you're still paying out of pocket, maybe you're not, depends on your income and your tax form from last year. Um, as opposed to the general Medicare plan, 
which uh, is just universal. And so I think it right. starts to set up a dangerous precedent. Okay, so it's a difficult time, though, right? Because this isn't technically a federal government. Uh, this wasn't a liberal government issue. This is a result of the, them negotiating with the NDP. Quite right, quite right. So this is part of their plan with the NDP, and uh, they agreed to it, the dental care plan, uh, and they they put it in place. And so, you know, we're, we're in the process of rolling it out. It's very much still under development in that sense. Like we're only just starting phase two. We're not even at the final phase. These, you know, the implementation timelines have changed a couple times already. And so it's very much under, you know, it, it's still, it's still working its way through the system. So it's absolutely something that we could change. I mean, you could imagine a phase four of the plan, say in 2026, where you remove this income uh, restriction. That'd be something that it'd be straightforward and it'd be easier for folks to get into the plan because, you you know, you don't get it just because you have a provincial uh, health card. That doesn't that that's not what's going to get you there. Uh, you'll have to get a totally separate card uh, that'll be issued by the federal government and Sun Life by going and applying separately. And they're going to check your tax records to see whether you qualify. Right. It's a tough time, though, David, isn't it, to tell the federal or ask the federal government to expand something when you've got all these businesses already pressuring them to forgive these SIBA loans? That doesn't look like it's going to happen either. Yeah. I mean, you know, how, so there is some costing in the paper to see, like, how much additional money would it cost to, to, to fund everybody so that, uh, you know, you weren't checking people's tax forms to see whether they get dental care. Uh, it'd be worth about $1.5 billion a year. Um, now, the federal government has uh, raised more money over the last couple of years. They levied a special corporate surtax on the banks because they're making so much money during the pandemic and, and in the inflationary period, but it was only on the banks. And so, you know, you could imagine a time where they expanded that to other sectors that are making big money on inflation. You know, corporate profits have gone way up as they jack prices up and, and keep some of that as profits. Uh, you could expand that, say, the oil and gas industry or the grocery store industry to raise some additional money. Uh, and that's the sort of thing where you could, instead of money, you know, these inflation dollars just flowing to shareholders of these companies, uh, they could flow to something useful like a dental care plan. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to us about it this morning. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. That's David McDonald, Senior Economist at the Centre for Policy Alternatives. The Canadian Dental Plan is actually, as he points out, in the second phase of enrollment. All you have to do is Google it, uh, you know, Canadian Dental Plan. You can go to the federal government's website there and find out if you're eligible and then how to enroll. Uh, but they're arguing at the Centre for Policy Alternatives that more people need to be enrolled in this or the cap needs to be extended because right now it caps it at people making more than $90,000 a year, no longer eligible. And that in this day and age, as David points out, really isn't that much for people who are struggling to get by. If you want to weigh in, send me at cknw.com.